Hey guys, this is Tanya for Bay's Nissan Friday, Parak Lamanchas, part one of five. So, basically, we are up to a chapter that is all about intention. Now, here's the truth of the matter. Literally, around this time of Tanya every year, and honestly, probably even before now, but definitely by now, I have zoned out uh, learning Tanya. Like even all the every year that I made a commitment to learn every day and da da da. When it comes to these kinds of chapters, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like it just it it never captivated me. And the thing is that because of this commitment that I have to learning and teaching Tanya every day, I can't zone out. So here I am. <laughs> um, and already I was just noticing that like as I was learning this Tanya, like there's so much here that is so filled with so much light and like diamonds. It's literally diamonds. Like every page of Tanya is another diamond and I'm not even surprised by it anymore. And at this point, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't think this chapter is going to be cool. And then like, it's the coolest thing ever. And so I just bless myself and all of us that are following along this journey to kind of open our eyes to the possibility of like what these chapters of Tanya could have for us, you know? Um, because it's very easy to just be like, okay, this doesn't even feel applicable. This feels whatever, but I'm going to do my best personally to kind of teach it in a way that, that is very applicable because Altra, but if it's in Tanya, it means it's for us. Literally Tanya is about us living our lives. <laughs> it's a book for Bainerin. This is what a Bainerin needs to know for his life, you know? So obviously this is for us and I just bless us all to kind of like, and really I'm blessing myself to like open my eyes to, with curiousness about these chapters um kind of trusting honestly trusting the author but that like he knows he knows that this is important for me to know and that's why he's telling it to me and so the curiousness isn't the curiousness is what he's saying but the curiousness is also like hey author like i'm excited to understand why you feel that this is important for me to know so we're coming from chapter 38 which is talking which we talked all about why we were created essentially which is to reveal hashem in the spaces of darkness right there's a space that does not look like godliness when i do an action-based mitzvah in that moment or even a thought or speech-based mitzvah i i, I learn torah i say a word of, of torah I, I say a word of fila in that moment i'm literally revealing that hashem is actually there today we are going to contrast that with intention and talk about that you know balance in between those two things so we'll read it inside because always Alter explains everything <laughs> Okay. So in light of all that has been said above, we can clearly understand the halachic ruling, the halachic decision, that in essence, meditation does not replace action. If I feel something, but I'm not saying the, the davening, it's not good enough. If I say Shema in my heart and in my mind alone, with full intensity of intention, I did not fulfill my obligation and I have to go back and say it again. So I can have the biggest spiritual trip of my life and be like, you know, Hashem is one, Hashem is one, Hashem is one, Hashem is one. But if I didn't say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokein Hashem Achad, I didn't do my avoda. I didn't do the mitzvah. This is the same with blessing after the meals and other daraisa commandments. Also the brachas darabanan, ubetefila. 
and with tefillah. So the thing about these things the author is telling us is that the author is not making stuff. The author is telling us the halacha is that if you think in your mind, thank you Hashem for the fruit, but you didn't say the bracha, you didn't do the mitzvah. <laughs> but we're going to contrast that with what the author is going to say next. But if you said the bracha, but you didn't have the intention, then you did do the mitzvah. So obviously there's some power to intention here that is very significant to the extent that if, no, there's, right now we're talking about the power of the action without the kavana. Meaning if I do the action without the kavana, it still is considered the mitzvah. Right? So, if you spoke the words of Shema, etc., but you didn't have the intention in your heart, you did do the mitzvah b'diyeved, meaning that's not the way you should do it, but if that is what happened, you don't have to go back and say Shema again. Well, except for you do. You'll see, and you don't have to go back and say it. What, what are the only two davenings that if you forgot the intention, you do have to go back and say? This is the first bracha of Shema, which is Shema and the first blessing in in Shema Esrei. But I did just learn that actually you're not supposed to go back and say it. So I don't know, ask your local Rav. <laughs> but if, according to basic halacha, those are the only two psukim that if you missed the intention, but you did, but you did say the words, you were not that what it's not wasn't good enough. You have to go back and say it. Versus all the other tefillahs, if you make a bracha, but you didn't have the intention, you don't have to go make the bracha again. You did the mitzvah through just making the bracha, even without the intention. So until this point is the mitzvah of kavana, which is referring to the first line of kriyashma. And then after that is the mitzvah of kriya, meaning it's not about your intention when you say the rest of shema, it's about saying the actual words. But our question right now is, why is thought without speech not acceptable? Meaning, me thinking but not, do, not saying it is not acceptable. But if I say it, but I don't think it, then it is acceptable. And the question is why? It's literally like a riddle. I'm like <laughs> twisting my own head here. Okay. Why? Because the divine soul, which is the part of us that has intention, does not need to perfect itself through mitzvahs. This is a lot of what we just talked about. Rather, the goal of the mitzvah is to draw down light into the animal soul and into the body. Meaning, into the spaces of us that there, God is not revealed. Through the letters of speech, that literally the five parts of my mouth speak. <laughs> and also with the mitzvahs, that the, my body physically does. So this is just, I was a small summary of what we talked about like again and again in chapter 37. That the world, we are in this world to elevate my body and to reveal Hashem in my body and my animal soul. And to do that, intention's never going to be enough because intention doesn't manifest through my speech. It may manifest through my speech, but it's not about only manifesting through speech because then I could just be like, oh yeah, la la la. Like we said in yesterday's Tanya, Abba, Abba, you know? It's specifically through the speech of a mitzvah because it's a mitzvah that reveals Hashem. It's doing what, it's like taking out the garbage when your spouse asked you to put flowers in the lawn. Like it's, it's two different, if Hashem said to do this, if you, and you're trying to reveal Hashem, you have to do what Hashem said to do, you know? So speech 
basically, we got to use our bodies. But then, as Alter was going to continue now, what about Kavana? How does Kavana play into this? Afal Pikain, nevertheless, Amru, it is said, Tefila Aishar Bracha Belay Kavana, a tefila or another bracha without intention, hein keguf belay neshama, is considered like a body without a soul. Perish, what does this mean? Now, what Alter was about to say is something that we're all going to be like, oh yeah, I know that. But I wanted to just take a moment. And when I was learning this, I was like, I, I re- it took me a while to realize even that I was realizing this. <laughs> but like, until the Alter Rebbe taught to us, this is just like normal what Alter was about to say. Like, oh yeah, we know this. But the Alter Rebbe taught us this. Hasidus came to the world to teach this to us. And it's funny because even now, with science and technology and everything like we're like this truth isn't a far-off concept we get it it's like okay obviously you know but when Alter brought this to be brought this to people it was the first time they were hearing this like quite literally it was the first time they were hearing this anyways what's Alter about to say that something is not only what it is <laughs> a thing is not only what it is everything that is is what it is because there is a soul making the thing what it is every thing ever that you will ever see in life <laughs> or thought or experience or physical everything from beginning to end of creation has a body and has a soul so now you can say okay so it has this has a body and has a soul there's a soul inside of it but it is a body but what the Altar is is saying right now is that within the body there is also a soul it's not only that there, that you have a soul there is a life force animating even your body. <laughs> it's not that I have a body that has my neshama. My body too is only my body because of the life force of guf that is animating it right now. Um, and I heard that, again from Josh Gordon, because he's the best, <laughs> that he said that the Rebbe said that, thing, that the word inanimate is a silly word because there's no such thing as something that doesn't have animation. Animation is the energy of Hashem creating that thing to be. What is inanimate objects? Inanimate objects are just silent because they're not saying Hashem is flowing through me right now. My body, what is my body? My body isn't just flesh. My body is divrei havaya, speaking flesh into being. So there is a soul of my body just as there is a soul of my soul. So I'll read it inside. All of creations that are in this world they have a body and a soul. There's a nefesh in every living thing. And everything has a spirit in his nostrils. And all animals. And Hashem is what's enlivening all of them. And is enlivening them constantly out of nothingness with the light and life force that he is bestowing upon them. What is causing me to be alive right now? Hashem causing me to be alive. The energy inside of me that is causing me to be. And not only my neshama. It's not, this isn't only talking about my soul. This is talking about the life force that's causing me to exist. That the fact that my body is in existence right now is because there is a life force energy called God's desire that this be. <laughs> the life force energy literally is the breath of Hashem that is causing me to be in this moment, that is causing my body to be here. The, 
I always say my water bottle because I literally always have my water bottle in front of me and I'm recording Tanya. But literally, my water bottle. What is my water bottle? Okay, so it's an it's a inanimate object. What does that mean? It's divrei havaya. It's life force energy causing the water bottle to be in existence right now. So yeah, it is what it is, but it is what it is because of the neshama causing it to be. Shegam, but again, not to be, cons- not to be confused with my neshama, meaning my nefesh kiss that's within me. Not to be confused with that. It's the neshama of the water bottle is the life force that is causing the water bottle to exist. Shigam haguf hachomri, even the material body. And again, so we're not talking about nefesh kiss, we're talking about my body, my being. Vafilu avanim ve'afar hadaimim mamish, and stones and dirt and the most domim, literally the things that look like inanimation. <laughs> The, the lowest part of the world, you know, like that you look at it and you're just like, you just are. A rock just is. <laughs> it can't even grow. It can't even change. The only thing that could happen to a rock is it could fall off of another rock because something outside of it came and pushed it. But if you don't move it, it's not moving anywhere. And like that's the definition of seeming like no life. It can't even move, you know? And what we're saying, what Alder is teaching us right now is that within that rock, the only reason that rock is a rock is because there is life force energy causing that rock to be a rock right now. <laughs> Inside all these things, the only way that that thing is existing and not reverting back to nothingness is because within it there is or There is literally divine energy and breath. Something is what it is because Hashem is causing it to be in this moment. That's it's that that literally, and not causing it from the outside in, but the only way it is what it is is because there is a soul animating it right now. There is a or there is a light causing it to exist, not creating it from the outside in, but literally creating it from the inside out. And nevertheless, nevertheless, there is absolutely no comparison between the life force that is causing my body to exist. So again, now we just learned that I don't only have a body and soul. My body also has a soul. My body has a soul and my soul has a soul. My body has, you know, my body has the energy that's creating it to exist. And also my soul, my nefesh lekis, also has the energy that's creating it to exist. What Alder is contrasting right now is that there is no comparison between the energy that is causing my body to exist to the energy that is causing my soul to exist. So, There is no comparison to the life force that is causing my body to be in existent to the life force that is causing my neshama to be existent which is the soul of everything and what we're going to see tomorrow in Gimel Nisan Shabbos Kodesh is that or today if you're into listening to today because that's if you want to hear it before Shabbos okay whatever your your choices 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 um but basically we're going to see on Shabbos Tanya on Gimel Nisan Tanya is that what is the main difference between the life force animating my body and the life force animating my soul that the life force in animating my body is a life force that says God is not here versus the life force that animates my soul is a life force that says God is here. How does all that lead into that intention is so important and that intention is the neshama of a body? We shall see you tomorrow. All right. Ta-ta for now.